It is Friday, everybody, and you know what that means. This is Steph Lee, the Friday 15, every Friday at 12 p.m. Central Time. We answer the industry questions you have submitted to us by going to hostagencyreviews.com slash Friday15. And today is very exciting because we have a co-host and we have Jen Lee from Travel Planners International. Hello, Jen. Hey, everybody. I'm, I'm still being animated, even though I know a lot of people listen to this via the podcast. But just in case you're on uh, YouTube, I put the lipstick on today for you. She, she, she did right before we came on. She was like, oh, this is just too dark. This is too dark. <laughs> <laughs> I want people knowing that you should probably listen for mm-hmm. me because I did not put any makeup on. Yeah. And so you look it's, adorable. It's probably Courage. better to just listen to it. <laughs> <laughs> Well, let's see. So just a quick note for everybody. We do have, um, we've just released our new course, the ultimate guide to starting a travel agency. Our sale did end our host week sale, but I did want to let people know if anyone's interested in it, we do have an affiliate program for it where Mm -hmm. you can earn 20% on it. I didn't tell you about this beforehand, Jen, but we'll we'll chat on it later. But we'll put a link um, to the website and in the footer, you can find information on the affiliate contract and things like that to get signed up if you're interested. I love it. So Jen, we have lots of questions. This first one came in from a very, very bright person. Um, Oh. It looks like it's from a Jen Lee. And (laughs) the question is, many of our advisors are starting to say no to certain types of business and referring to fellow advisors that specialize in a certain area. My question is, do advisors design referral programs for one another, commission share or referral money? I didn't even plan the affiliate link to plan for this. This is perfect yeah. timing. So, <laughs> Jen, I'll answer this one since you okay, submitted good, because it. because it came from me. And so when I saw it, I was like, how can I answer my own question? But I have <laughs> an insight. But go ahead, Steph. I want, <laughs> I want to hear your insights. But I've, you know, I talk with a lot of advisors just in general and like through our travel agent chatter, we, we in-depth talk with people as well about their business structures. And Mm -hmm. I can say that I have never met an advisor that does a referral or an affiliate. They could set those up, but Mm -hmm. I think a lot of it's just based on trust with people. It's like a, you scratch my back when I'm on vacation or whatever, I'll scratch your back or you send people over. But The thing to always note with that is, number one, make sure it's a person you trust wholeheartedly with your clients. Mm -hmm. And then two, make sure it's very clear. And I would, just in writing in an email, I don't think you could sign a contract if you wanted, but Mm -hmm. very clear in writing what the expectations are, that you're simply sending them over for this Disney booking and they are your client going forward um, and they're not to market to them. So I would just say making sure that's clear up front. Yeah. And when I was talking to, and the reason this came up was because I've had more and more advisors at TPI, two things are happening. Um, One, there are some that are just saying, no, they're like, I'm not doing this anymore. I need to find an advisor who loves to do it. And when I get that inquiry in, whether it's a new customer or even a current customer, they want to partner with somebody. And none of them are talking about like sharing commission, which to me, just speaks to the heart of the industry, right? Like our industry is just, let's just all take care of consumers. Let's do it together. I love your idea of put everything in writing. Good paper makes for great friendships. So um, that's um, that's really important. But we also have another group of advisors, and I'm actually brainstorming some ideas here at TPI for this, is matchmaking, right? So like we have mm-hmm. advisors that are ready to retire. Now, many were trying to retire, retire before that weird thing in 2020. And of course, they had to stay in the game to take great care of their um, customers. 
But I have a call in a couple of hours with somebody and he's like, Jen, uncle, I need someone to start passing this on. So we're going to start looking at ways to do some matchmaking services without people having to buy another agency. I mean, I know there's that route as well, but some people are just like, I just want to make sure my customers are taken care of. I want to do a nice pass off, maybe get a little bit of the commission for like a year or two, and then just be done with themselves, you know? So it's, it's a, it's something we have to tackle, I think. No, that's a great point because this morning I actually so our one of our travel agent Potter travel agent chatter podcast is coming out um in the next couple of weeks. And I just had a call with um it's Ashley Morris from Alpaca Your Bags Vacation. Oh, and best name ever. Cutest. Love. I know, but she was saying that um she just hired on an advisor that had their own agency for a really long time and the pandemic really burnt them out and they didn't want the weight and to be the face of the agency anymore. Yep. And so now she hired her on at her agency and she's, you know, she knows how to do everything and she's mm -hmm. doing kind of the back office administrative support mm -hmm. and not the front sales facing. So mm -hmm. there's a lot of um, growth in that area, I think. Absolutely. And then back to the original, you know, referring people, um, you know, we have a lot of our advisors um, have many communities within our community. You know, they meet at an event and they become their own little personal masterminds together. There might be eight or nine of them. And so they are able to refer um, or get help from one another. So that's the beauty of being part of a really great host agency that has a good community. You've got that opportunity. So great question, Jen Lee. Yeah, Thanks. great question, Jen Lee. Thank you so much for writing that in. I just, yeah. I can tell simply by reading it, just the intelligence level is off the chart. <laughs> forward thinking. <laughs> <laughs> um, I want to share really quickly to a, uh, let me see if I can do this while talking at the same time. So those that are, are listening in, you won't be able to see this, but I wanted to share um, just some information on, we do our annual report. And one of the areas we talk about is the niche that people are in. And so I wanted to give, just talking about this idea of affiliates and um, sharing information, I wanted to kind of address like how many people are generalists and how many aren't. So this is mm -hmm. um, this year's report for hosted advisors only. And let me jump to, I think it's page 48. I looked this up ahead of time. I'm so on top of life. Oh, here we go. Okay. So I don't know if you can see this and how big it is. I'll try to make it bigger. Um, but generalists account for 21% of advisors. And then the next niches below that are oceans cruises are number one, luxury number two, and then family travel is number three. And so I think, you know, I just wanted to throw that out there as an idea for people um, to see how many people are generalists versus niches and things along those lines. Mm -hmm. Interesting. Yeah, I've got to read your report. I know it's fantastic. I, you oh, sent it to me, but I've got it's to. A, it's a gobbler. You're just going to gobble it all up. I love it. Um, so we'll put we'll put the link to the report for people that want to check it out in the comments, but lots of great information on there. And then also has to do with like, you know, there's a lot of information on fees and what people are charging. So mm -hmm. great info in there. Absolutely. Um, oh, you know what else we should pop in there? Like I said, I don't think you need a full-blown contract if you're mm -hmm. having a relationship where you're passing off. But if that makes you feel more comfortable, we'll also put a link to our travel industry attorneys article oh, yeah. for people because it would be smart to work with someone that works in the travel industry so they'll know what things to be adding and looking out for in the contract. Absolutely. All right. Now we've got another question. You know what is really funny, Jen? These are all anonymous except for you. Okay. So this next one. <laughs> 
uh, from Anonymous. So we have Dear Har team. We're planning to start our own travel business. Thanks for your website. There's a lot of useful information, especially how agency works and basics about different accreditations. But we still have a few questions we wish to get your help on. We're new to the travel industry. We looked at the host agency path. However, after reaching out to several host agencies, we're told that they only work with independent contractors. They do not accept a relationship with a company. This is a crucial point. Do you know of any host agency that is willing to accept partnerships with a company? Mm -hmm. Yeah, so we see a lot of business partnerships out there. People are opening up agencies together, and we're a huge supporter of that as you build your team. I think what's happening is you're hearing, uh, anonymous, you're hearing them say we only have contracts where an individual can sign it. And the reason that is is because a host agency when they have all these advisors that are using their IATA number, they they have to have a human to go back to in case something goes wrong. You know, everybody knows when you have an S corporation, uh, you can be protected, but that does not protect the host agency. So you'll have to sign the contract as a human, as an individual. It doesn't necessarily mean that your host agency will not uh, recognize you as a business entity of two human beings. So you guys are going to have to decide as a partnership who's going to be the main advisor and who's going to be the associate advisor. We have tons of partnerships at TPI, but everybody has to pick one human who is financially responsible and personally responsible for the actions that that human takes within that business. I hope that answers the question. It's they only have ICs and that's because all of the travel lawyers have told all of us, you should not be signing contracts with businesses. Mm -hmm. That's perfect. Um, let's see. And we will put in a link as well for you anonymous, just to give you an idea of things to look for in a contract, what mm -hmm. you're looking for, where they're, they're like, Jen said, it's the industry norm that you need to mm -hmm. have some kind of a representative signing the contract. Mm -hmm. But um, there are red flags you should be looking for in your host agency contracts because they're mm -hmm. all across the board. Um, so we'll put a link into that article. It talks about things like when you're an independent contractor, that should be very, very clearly stated. You shouldn't, they shouldn't be talking to you about what hours you need to be in the office. You'll want to have it discussed on what happens when you leave the host agency Yep. what happens to bookings. There's a lot of things to consider when you're looking through those contracts. And I think Absolutely. in there, there's also a sample contract for you to take a look at as well. Absolutely. All right. Really long. It's very, in, it's very uh, specific, which I love because again, good paper makes for great relationships. So it's how, very how many pages is yours? Do you know? I think we're at like, if you clue the code of conduct and all that stuff, it's probably 17 pages long, but it, it covers everything so that there's no mystery, right? You want a contract that you feel like you have a visualization of exactly what's going to happen. If this, then that you want that because it's very important. There's a lot of moving parts within uh, the travel industry. Mm -hmm. No, I agree. You definitely, you don't want a, to sign a contract that's like a half a page long. There's yeah. no way to cover all that information. Mm -hmm. You're going to get screwed. Yes. So this is another anonymous one. So they say we use Travify for itineraries, HoneyBook for our CRM, Stripe for payments, and quite a bit of other software like QuickBooks, MailChimps, um, their custom website. What we really need to keep track of is reservations with numerous vendors for our clients' trips. It's been hard to find a standalone solution that is not another all-in-one software or something that is specific to business travel. Do you have yeah. any thoughts on this one, Jen? 
Welcome to the industry that doesn't have technology. Um, so I'm not familiar with the CRM HoneyBook, um, but I would say based on the rest of your question, you should be looking at CRMs that are specific to the travel industry. Travel Joy, Test, TPI, we have our own um, uh, CRM called TPI Suitcase, which is going through another rendition right now. You're not going to find one that's all-inclusive, that's going to have your QuickBooks and your MailChimp, and it's, it's going to have all that. You just aren't going to find it. It's not out there. The best that you can hope for is working with a host agency where they provide you some of those so that you're not paying extra for it. And hopefully some of it's got some integration to it. Um, so, you know, as an example, uh, we, because we are a member of Signature, we have Access Itinerary app, otherwise known as My Pocket Travel, which actually connects to Signature's uh, marketing and promotion. So you can just type in a I promotion code and then it uploads everything into the Access Itinerary app. We are getting ready to launch our signature marketing will be attached to our CRM. So you can have your contacts all in one place for you to be able to manage that relationship, manage those uh, bookings all in the CRM. And then you'll also be able to immediately be able to send out marketing materials straight from there. So the question you wanna ask yourself is, how much do I have to pay extra for all these things, right? Because it's it's it can be very pricey. Um, mm -hmm. You know, what do you provide from a host agency standpoint? And then what type of integrations do you have or are you going to be having with everything that ends up in one hub? We're working on that one hub um, situation, but it's not there yet. But it is an industry challenge that I was blown away with when I entered the industry seven years ago. I was like, where the heck is the technology? It's just <laughs> not there. <laughs> yeah, it was it was really far behind. So all these things you're listing, like that's fantastic. But yeah, in the travel industry, it oftentimes feels like there's a bit of duct taping to meet all mm -hmm. the needs. And I think it partially comes from travel advisors, depending on what their niche are, have so many specific needs, like someone that mm -hmm. books Disney versus mm -hmm. someone that books groups. Um, mm -hmm. very different versus someone that books cruises only. Um, it's getting it's getting better. Make sure whatever host agency you're talking to, you find out what the technology is of their consortia, uh, because you can tap into the consortia's technology as well and make sure you're able to. So, you know, it's 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 getting better, but it's not there yet. Welcome to yeah. <laughs> So sorry, we don't have a great answer for you on that. Um, it yeah. feels like you're going to have to just duct tape for a little bit longer mm -hmm. or go for one of those all-in-one solutions. So, yeah. um, oh, this is a good one. All right. Another oh, anonymous. Yeah. All right. We are trying to start a travel agency and you have a million questions. Your website has been so helpful, but the one question we can't seem to understand is what is the difference between a travel agent and a tour operator and what are the requirements to do both legally? Um, yeah, keep uh, let's answer that. Should I keep reading? Okay. Yeah, because it, it helps answer the first part. Okay. We want to design bespoke custom trips for clients, not just sell pre-designed travel packages. Do host agencies only offer specific packages, which their agents will then sell and get commissions on? Is there anything like a host agency, but for tour operators, where we can design and book specific elements of the trip, but do it all under the accreditation, license, insure and insurance of a larger agency. Help. Thanks so much for all the work you're doing to help us beginners. Anonymous. Way to go, Anonymous. You've asked three great questions today. Okay. So can I answer this? Yes. Yes. Because uh, Anonymous, you're confusing tour operator with travel advisor. So what you're talking about curating uh, bespoke custom trips, every travel advisor can do that. 
tour operator is when you take and you create a trip and then you're trying to sell that prepackaged trip to other advisors to book into. That's not what I'm hearing you say. So um, most agencies, most bigger agencies, I would say, would have hundreds of advisors that are doing exactly the same thing that you are. You can work with a, a local DMC if you'd like. If you've got a, a, a tour person, even a even a private transfer person that you really want and you want to kind of put together a package for your client, bespoke that package, that's a very normal thing to be done. That's just what call, being called a travel advisor is. So your question to any host agency that you're talking to is, am I able to sell outside of your preferred travel partners? Because most of the preferred travel partners are going to have something, some sort of package. But I would say a good portion of our advisors do what they call FIT, where it's, you know, I forget what FIT stands for, something individual. There's like travel. a million definitions for it. It's like flexible or foreign independent travel. Yeah, 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 yeah. Something like that. Flexible independent travel. Let's go with that because that makes sense. You're you're putting that stuff together anyway. So if you've got a, a relationship with a really cool villa or a hotel in France and that's what you want to book through, you do want to use the accreditation of your host agency so that all of your commissions come together and it goes into your back office. Um, and uh, depending on where you live, uh, adding additional service fees. So if you want to add an additional $500 um, as your concierge fee to that bespoke trip, you can do so. If you live in the state of Florida, though, or the person lives in the state, you have to do that through your host agency. So I think what's happening is you're, you're saying, I'm a tour operator. You're not a tour operator unless you're putting packages together and selling them to other people who are not your clients. Mm-hmm. So I'm going to put a link in to when Jen mentioned if you're in Florida and you're handling some of the money from your clients that brings up an issue. I'm going to put a link into the travel agent license. It's about seller of travel uh, registration in Florida and some of the other states. So you can take a look at that and be aware of it. But um, yeah, I think I think there's a comment because we've been actually getting this question tons since hosting. We're getting a lot of calls at TPI mm -hmm. um, where people are wanting to, hey, I want to do something very specific. I just talked to somebody who wanted to um, help folks from the U.S. travel to this very small country in a way that makes sense with their kids, right? But she lives in the small country. She's a U.S. citizen, so she has a lot of people over there. It's very, very specific. Mm-hmm. Yeah. And it's, I think there's like a misconception that travel advisors only do these packages yeah, that they, they, you know, they book all inclusives or cruises, even though it's a huge chunk, but there's also a lot of custom trips that people plan. That's not uncommon at a good, all. A good portion of our advisors are putting together packages for their clients. Mm -hmm. That's what an advisor does. They curate an experience. They don't yeah. book travel. They curate the full experience. And you can also work with tour operators too, if you're not, if you don't have the on the ground connections, I think mm -hmm. uh, something that isn't talked about a lot and perhaps misunderstood outside the industry is that you could work with a tour operator, even though they normally say have their pre-planned packages that they can sell, but you could work with them to do a custom package as Absolutely. well for the destinations that they work in. So there's Absolutely. a lot of different ways around it, anonymous, um, but you, I would suggest going with a host agency for multiple reasons. Uh, cause it's going to be, it, it just, it's nice to start with a host agency 
in the beginning when you don't know what you're doing because there's a lot of people to guide you and help you through mm-hmm. things. Yeah, and you want community, community and connections because you may have some connections in an area that a fellow advisor uh, is needing or you may be needing a connection in an area that a fellow advisor has. So trying to do it on your own to me is like the silliest thing ever. You need to be with a host agency. You will benefit from it. Mm-hmm. And it's, you, you know, if you're for some reason just really want to be independent on your own, you can always do that later on after you've gotten your legs. But what I found is a lot of people are like, this is really helpful to me. Um, they're doing the back so, office. It saves you so much money and time. Um, when I came into the industry, everyone thought host agencies were people for new to the industry. We have advisors that have been in the industry 40 years and are still mm-hmm. with. We have advisors that do $6 million a year. They could go to a consortia direct, but they love the idea of the double dip, double support of being with a solid host agency that is attached to a consortia. So, you know, I, I think the perception from years ago was that host agencies were for a bunch of, you know, part-timers and that is just not the case. I can no, no. And I think it, I think it comes from the fact that it is the number one way people come into the industry. Yeah. So there are by default, a lot of new advisors in there, yeah. Yeah. but um, again, if you look at the report, it kind of breaks it down by experience level and you'll see mm-hmm. there's, you know, just a wide range of people. So mm-hmm. absolutely. Well, Jen, we are wrapping up our time here. So if anyone wants to just chat with you, ask questions or learn more about TPI, where should we be sending them to? Um, so I have two places. One, you can send me an email anytime we can chat about anything. It doesn't have to be TPI. Uh, and my email is Jen L, that's J-E-N-N-L at tpionline.com. We can set up a 15-minute power session. I'm obsessed with you people, so I will talk to anybody who um, has questions. And then I always like to invite everyone to join um, a Facebook group that I personally put together during the pandemic called Fiercely Forwards. The Fiercely Forward Travel Advisors. There's no selling on there. It's not a TPI thing. We have advisors from all over the United States and Canada. It's just a place uh, for, you know, great motivation and inspiration and, um, you know, some hijinks are on there too. So join it, Fiercely Forward Travel Advisors. I'll um, I'll put a link to it in the comments. We'll look it up and, and make Thank sure you. to put it in there so people can see it. Well, let's see. We have for the following weeks, you know what's really sad is I actually, I think I just have sponsors for the next three weeks and no co-hosts. Oh you have just, to have some questions. I, I know. I, it's so sad when I have to answer them myself. Um <laughs> But yeah, so we don't have any co-hosts coming up until the very end of March, March 31st. We have Geraldine Re coming on. If you don't know oh, Geraldine, um, I'll her. put a link to her resource uh, to her. She She's like a sales coach and has written books for travel advisors. She's been embedded in the community for a really long time and very- I have her book, Flying Colors. I have her book. I love Geraldine. I, I do too. I'm just, oh- I just saw it the other day. I cleaned out my um, office. Yeah, flying colors. Yeah. That's cool. Well, Jen, thank you so much for joining us. And thank all of you for taking the time this Friday to tune in to the Friday 15. Just a reminder, if you want to get e-reminders for the Friday 15, so we can send you an email or a text, you can Mm -hmm. go to hostagencyreviews.com slash Friday 15. And then we'll plop every Friday in your inbox about an hour before what the questions will be, if there's any co-hosts, and then the link to join us. So thank you, everybody. Have a wonderful weekend. Take care, everybody.